Welcome, boys and girls, to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with Leo Flowers. I, uh, I'm i recording during a layover from, where was I, just Philadelphia, uh, and I'm on my way to L.A., and I have a three-hour layover, so uh, I was like, let me just do it in the airport, because I'm going to get back so late, I won't be able to podcast by the time I get back, and I really wanted to get this out to you guys uh, tomorrow, Monday morning, uh, it was, I think tomorrow's the 20th or 21st or whatever. Uh, so we're doing it. It's what we got to do. You got to, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's about practicing what you preach in terms of it's not always going to be the right time to do what you want to do. Sometimes you just have to make the best of what you have and, and get it done. And so that's what we're doing, boys and girls. So I appreciate you being patient with me and accepting of any background noise and any crazy announcements that you hear in the background uh, is going to be a bunch of them. I try to pick the quietest place in the airport, but it is an airport. So, but it's Denver. You know, Denver people are pretty cool. If this was like LaGuardia or uh, even LAX, oh man, it'd be insane. But thank you guys for tuning in. And once again, we always like to start off with: if you need someone to talk to, call one eight hundred suicide S U I. C-I-D-E, or talk, text, chat. Those are always, those numbers are always in the show notes. There's always someone that you can call, talk to, email, text for free and 24 hours. Um, It's better, obviously, if you have a friend or friends that you can call on or email or um, reach out to. But if if that's not available to you, because I know I have a lot of listeners in uh, Finland and I have a lot of, I have a lot of listeners in rural areas, uh, Montana and uh, and and actually I was going to say Chicago, but uh, but even Columbus, Ohio, like it, it's it's a city and it's it's uh, you know there are people around, but even that uh, can feel a little uh, um, lonely and you can feel a little isolated out there, so. You know, if you don't have if you don't have a network, if you don't have family or friends or colleagues that you can reach out to or strangers, there's there's someone a phone call away. If you don't have a phone, uh, start start a pen pal relationship with somebody. You know, write some letters back. There's nothing better. Let's be honest. There's nothing better than receiving a letter. Um, I love reading letters. I don't I don't write them or send them uh, or receive them enough. Uh, all you get in the mail now are bills, right? Anyway, so today we're going to talk about how to live to 100. I, th- for those of you tuned in, you know that that is my life's mission now. You know, going from telling my mom when I was nine years old that I was going to take my life uh, when I turned 40 and then turning 40 and saying, Oh, I, I want to see, uh, you know, what what happens at 41, and and now I'm 42, and I, I I'm so curious as to what living to 100 feels like. Like, what does it take? What does it feel like? Um, how do you see the world? How do you view the world? And you know, because I watched these, there's so many uh, videos on YouTube. Uh, uh, they call them centenarians, people who live to 100. And these people still have that, that glimmer in their eye. It's so fascinating that someone can be 100 years old, 
and still get up every day and go shopping and and uh, play bingo or you know play with the kids and laugh and dance and all those things. And then you have people in their fifties who struggle to get off the couch, struggle to get to work or, or make themselves a meal. And I'm not passing judgment because you know there's I understand there's genetics, there's uh, there's so many factors that that play into you being able to live uh, and thrive, not just live, but thrive to 100. That's what it's about. We want to thrive to 100. That's the mission statement. And uh, so I'm always why I read obituaries that, you know, like I've talked about and I'm always studying like the, there's so there's an area called the blue zone area. And it's, it's like five different areas throughout the country, uh, throughout the world. One is somewhere in Greece. There's one in Japan, I think Okinawa, Japan. Uh, Loma Linda, California is a blue zone. And these blue zones are areas where they've identified that people on average live at least 10 years older than uh, the average population. And they also have a concentration of centenarians. And so today I'm going to talk to you about, uh, you know, 10 ways that we can thrive to 100. And I say 10, it could be more, you know. But this is pulled from the book Blue Zones, and it's also from listening to uh, centenarians talk about w how they got there, what they did. And, and I also I want to start off, and I want to mention the fact that none of them made it a goal. Like, it wasn't their goal to live to 100. You know, they, they didn't set out to do that. It's just something that was a byproduct of how they were living life. And... Uh, and I think it's important because a lot of times when, you know, when I when I think of taking my own life, you know, um, it, I'm reminded that, oh, wait, I didn't do all the things that you're supposed to do to that that gets you excited about life, that makes you want to stay here, that makes you want to live, that makes you want to thrive. And so it's kind of like to me, life is like math right if if i get the answer wrong and to me getting the answer wrong is taking my own life right that's how i view it um then i have to go back through the work and say where did i go wrong did i not carry a one somewhere did i add incorrectly did i subtract something uh that i shouldn't have that i multiply it incorrectly like where did i go wrong in a problem and then when i can identify that or what did i or, or maybe there was a step that i missed Maybe I missed a step. That's why in school your teacher's always like, show me your work so we can identify why we came up with the incorrect response, so we can identify why you feel depressed, so we can identify why you're, you feel you're triggered or, or anxious, or, or so we can identify why you're feeling lonely because there are things that we can do to address that and get the quote-unquote correct answer. Right. And it and, and the answer is not doesn't stay the answer. It doesn't mean just because we got the answer right today doesn't mean that we don't have to do the work tomorrow. There's always homework every day. My mom, I remember when I was a kid, uh, my mom, when I was in third grade, I came home one day. And my mom was like, what would you get for homework? And I was like, I didn't get any homework. And she was like, you're switching schools. My mom worked an extra job just to ensure that I went to a school 
They gave me homework every day. And that's just something I think about. Like, so when, when I feel off or a little heavy or depressed or even suicidal, I go, wait, did I do all of my homework? Did I do the things today that I know that would help me to thrive and want to see another day? And if that answer is no, then then I do those things. And if I do all those things, then I still want to take my life. Well, then we'll address that then. But it's about doing the homework, right? So here are the 10 ways that we can thrive to 100. I'm excited. Number one, and this is so big. And, you know, in a lot of these episodes, this is going to be emphasized over and over again. But it's about movement. Move naturally. Um, you know, we live in a society where everybody's talking about exercising and working out and hitting the gym. These people who live to 100, they don't they don't really hit the gym. They're not um, doing, you know, P90X or Insanity or CrossFit. But what they do do is they create a life for themselves that nudge them into living and moving, moving naturally. Meaning like there's this one guy who... Um, he every morning because of where his house is, he had to walk down a hill for an hour and buy meat and then walk back up the hill carrying the meat and uh, the bread for his family. And that's something that he, he does every day. It's just a part of his life. He doesn't have a car or a bike or bus. He's not using Uber Eats uh, or, you know, takeout. They're not stopping at McDonald's. His life is set up so that it's nudging him into movement uh another way to nudge yourself into movement is sit on the floor more instead of you know once you sit on a couch or in a chair you're you know your day is over you're shot like you're not getting up and running around after that uh you know get get some cushions put them on the floor if you have bad knees get some pillows throw them up under there but by sitting on the floor it encourages you to move more that's why if you look at kids and babies they're always running around and they're always on the floor and playing on the floor. But you put them in a chair. You ever notice you put them in a chair on a couch? They don't move around as much. They just kind of sit there and, and flop. But you put them on the floor. They're very active and dynamic. So it's not about a, a workout or kettlebell swings or you need this contraption or that device. Um, because we all know that stuff just collects laundry anyway. It's about creating a life. That And this is why, like, um, I try not to keep a lot of food in the house. I try to shop for what I want to eat that day, right, versus shopping for the week. And I understand that's a, that's a privilege and it's a convenience uh, that I'm afforded. Uh, you know, people who have, if you have, like, a bunch of kids and uh, you, have a, you have crazy work schedules, you might just have to, you know, buy all your meals on, uh, all your food on Sunday and then meal prep for the week. So I'm not knocking that, but I'm just, but because of my lifestyle, I've, I've set it up to where I can do that for now. And, it, you know, maybe it changes to where I do have to, I can only go shopping once a week or, or whatever, but for now, uh, that's what works for me. Right. So create a life that nudges you into movement, right? Um, you know, instead of working at home, maybe go, go walk to the coffee shop and then, and then work there. Um, make, you know, cooking, cooking is a way to move naturally, you know, making stuff with your hands because like, 
yeah, that's not, you know, you're not doing push-ups or anything like that. But, man, when you look at those, uh, you know, I've been to uh, Central America, and my uh, my grandmother, my, gr- my grandmother lived to be 91, and she cooked every day. And the process of really cooking things from scratch, I'm not talking about heating things up or just popping something in the oven. I'm talking about kneading the dough, um, grinding um, the flour, things like that, where you're in the kitchen, you know, for hours. You got to, you know, you're pulling the, uh, getting the rocks out of the uh, the beans, things like that. Like, really making things by hand. Having a garden. Having a garden. Like, if you have a garden, you got to be out there every day. And you're talking about being, you know, squatting and being on your knees and, and you're getting the sun. Um nudges you into moving naturally right um sex you know this is this is why sex is so great because it's a great way for you to get your heart rate up it releases endorphins and oxytocin it allows you to connect with the people around you um with the people around you with a person (laughs) i'm in an airport so i'm just i feel surrounded by a million people um going for a walk swim Bike riding, buy a bike, a bike. You can buy a bike for $20. Steal a bike. No, don't steal a bike. Do not steal a bike. Um, but there are just so many ways that we can move naturally and nudge ourselves. And, you know, having pets is another way because the pets want to go for a walk. Um, you know, yeah, you could just let them out in the backyard, but actually take them around the neighborhood, take them to the beach. You know, animals want to see and be stimulated by different environments also. So, uh, you know, going for a walk, doing that. Um, all right. So number one is move naturally and create an environment that where you're walking and, and moving uh, just, just naturally, just getting up and moving. Number two on how to thrive to 100, right, is that uh, centenarians, they downshift. And this is something that is very challenging for me. This is, this is the area that I, I'm really working on right now. Um, even last night, you know, I had two shows and then I came home, uh, or came back to the hotel and then just like got on, uh, the internet and just was scrolling through mindlessly when I should have come back, stretched, uh, prayed or meditated, journaled, did some reading. So downshifting is, um, the opposite of what we do in the morning. In the morning, we're we're trying to rev up. We have our coffee or, or green tea. Uh, we go for a walk. We're trying to ramp up, get moving. But at night, it's time to downshift. It's, it's time to shut all the windows, you know, so to speak, uh, down. Just like, like you know how like, you just can't cut your computer off? Like, you can. You, you hold down the little power button, and it cuts everything off. But then you're, when you cut it back on, the computer's like, you didn't shut us down uh, properly. And it's the same thing, like, you have to shut your body down or downshift properly, meaning like you come home, uh, instead of cutting on a TV, maybe, um, you know, you take a shower or take a bath. It's, for me, I find that taking a shower in the morning wakes me up and then taking a bath at night helps me to downshift. Um, even uh, and then, you know, maybe during a little gratitude, what are you grateful for for uh, the day? Things that... That uh, and and maybe uh, write down what you're excited about for the next day or what your purpose is. In Japan, 
they uh, well, I get into that that later. But uh, or even praying at night or, or reading a, a good book, not, not something that's too stimulating and not self-help. That's too stimulating. That won't help you downshift. Um, that'll actually get your brain into thinking about what you need, to, the 10 things that you need to do and you haven't been doing. Uh, it's better to just read like a, a novel or something that that's relaxing or maybe even Eckhart Tolle, you know, stillness speaks. But we have to know how to downshift, have some chamomile tea cut the lights off, light some candles, really know how to ease into bed. We need a bedtime protocol. Uh, like I said, for myself, it's something about running the bath, making tea, getting my clothes ready for the next day, uh, planning out my next day. All those things help me to downshift, stretching out my hips, uh, tight shoulders, and and then you know just praying and just giving thanks for a dope day you know so number one was move naturally number two is downshift number three eat wisely and and so notice we're not talking about eat a paleo diet or a keto diet no it's all about listening to your body because at the end of the day like when you when we look at the blue zones right and uh, listening to centenarians they don't all have the same diet. Some of them are eating bacon into their hundreds, uh, you know, and eggs and, and having a, you know, it, when you went to grandma's house, she always had some cookies and treats and things like that. So they're not, you know, on some strict, crazy diet. They're not walking around drinking a gallon of water a day, you know. Um, but what they do do is they mostly eat a plant-based diet for the most part. Um, And that doesn't mean they don't eat meat. It just means that they eat more fruits and vegetables than they do uh, meat. Um, And if they do eat meat, it's usually fish. But if they, and also like organ meat or, uh, you know, more natural um, or game meat, you know, but but they don't eat a lot. And that's that's the key thing is like, it's more about caloric restriction. It's not about, and it's not so much about like, what are you eating? It's like, because if you eat too much healthy food, that's a stress on your body. If you, if you sit there and you eat two pounds of fish, that's, that's way too much for your body. Your body's not going to like that. It's going to trigger uh, an inflammatory response. So it's more about eating moderately. You know, you don't want to eat till you get full uh, and mixing in some intermittent fasting. You know, I love the the uh, the 16, 8, 16. Yeah, six, like 16, 8. Uh, does that make sense? 16. Yeah, 16, 8. So like I usually don't eat until I stop eating at 6 p.m. for the most part. It's tough when I'm on the road doing shows because then you're definitely hungry. Uh, after doing two shows a night and then uh, and then I don't eat again till 11 a.m. the next morning and I tell you what you feel great you sleep great you can feel the HGH being produced in your body you can f- you feel vascular um, and it, it's just it, it, it uh, produces all the testosterone and, and, and hormones uh, that you need for the day for clarity, um, 
you drop pounds like it's nothing. And then you're not so concerned about what you're really eating during the time you are eating because you know you'll have that huge window when you're not eating. And when I say not eating, the only thing that I allow um, bet- from 6 p.m. to 11 a.m. is water. I don't, I, I don't even have tea, but sometimes I, when I'm on the road, I definitely have uh, tea. I push that number up a little higher. So, you know, and that goes to the other point, like nothing's set in stone. It's not, nobody's a robot. Nobody's doing the same thing every day. Um, <clears throat> but the point is, in terms of eating wisely, it's, it's, it's eating in moderation. So if you want lasagna, have that. Um, a, lot of, a lot of them drink wine. A lot of them don't drink wine. Uh, a lot of them drink tea. A lot of them don't drink tea, these centenarians. So there's no hard and fast rule. It's just about listening to your body and doing things uh, and, and eating in, in moderation, right? Um, number four is they're very good. These centenarians are very good at connecting with loved ones and having a social uh, and having a social group that promotes their values and their lifestyle because the truth is we are an average of the five people we hang around i was hanging around a buddy the other day um and you know he he eats uh heavier foods and then i found myself eating heavier foods you know i was like oh yeah i will have the cheesecake or that ice cream and then it just created this um this downward spiraling effect of where i fell into some bad habits really quickly so you definitely want to be cognizant of the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Um, and even if you just find one other person, or maybe you're better off with, maybe you're better with animals. If you're better with pets or animals, dogs, uh, lizards. I had a Savannah monitor. I had a lizard, and I loved my little lizard. And I would put a harness on him, and I would take him for a walk, and then one day he ran away. Uh so he's out there somewhere. If you if you see uh, Ronan, that was his name. Uh, bring him back to me, please. Uh, so connect. If you have family, if you have friends, if you haven't talked to them in a while, if you guys are beefing, you know, quell the beef. Call, apologize, start over. Um, there's nothing more important than family, friends, and having a network, than having people that you can reach out to. Um, and I know it's tough if you've been through. Um, you know, family can be very triggering and um, but give it time um, and connect. If you can't connect with family, go to church, you know, get involved, volunteer. But you need uh, we're, we're a social people. We need to be able, we need to feel connected with people or at the very least with our environment or the animals around us, uh, you know, via pets. Um, but you know pick your tribe wisely because we are the the five people that we hang around the most and that includes who you watch on tv so if you're not even hanging around people and and you're watching you know just if you're just sitting around watching the food network all day well guess what you're going to be eating more food you know so there's a correlation to like the more food shows that you watch the, the more you eat you know there's should be if you watch a food show Cook something that you saw on the show. You know, if you were inspired by that, uh, get up, get out, and get something. Uh, friends can definitely add years to your life. So number four, connect. Really connect 
with friends, with loved ones, with strangers, with animals, volunteer. There's just so many ways for you to be out there uh, in the world. Um, number, number five. Now, this is interesting. Don't overestimate your future happiness. Now, what does that mean? A lot of times, you know, we, we do things. We go, man, once I move here, once I get married, or once I get this promotion, I'm going to be happier and so much better. No, no, you're not. You are who you are. And it doesn't matter what you achieve or bring into your life. It's, it's you know, we, we're, we all have a, a, a natural, born with a natural uh, uh, disposition. Um, what we don't want is the, we don't want the highs and the lows. So do not overestimate your future happiness. That's so huge. Be, pra- be practical. Be, uh, be objective about, you know, yeah, if you get that promotion, that'll be great for certain things, but it's also going to suck for other things. Maybe you have to work more hours, your commute is longer, you know, so on and so forth. So remember, everything comes with the good and the bad. Every Life is yin-yang. So don't think that your future is going to be better once you graduate or once you get married or once you find someone or once you lose the weight, like life does not work like that because the, the, the purpose of life is that it's constantly throwing obstacles and challenges at you. That's life. Uh, and it's something that we all, um, experience. So number five is do not overestimate your future happiness, love and happiness. Gonna make you do right. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Number six. Number six. Non-smokers. You can't. If you're a smoker, you gotta. You gotta get rid of it. You gotta chuck it. Heart disease and cancer are at the top, and uh, you you can't smoke. And move to somewhere that has low, has great air quality, because you know I live in L.A. Horrible air quality. There are places in India. And uh, Asia, New York, horrible air quality. And breathing in horrible air is just the same as um, smoking. It's just, it's just as bad. There's a high rate of lung cancer in Los Angeles. And it's because of all of the smog. So smoking, smog, stay away from those things. Uh, they'll, they'll take years off of your life. Uh, number seven, uh, go shopping. And we talked about this in number one in terms of moving naturally. But shopping, it gets you out the house. Even if you're just window shopping, if you're just looking at stuff, just go perusing. Check out stores. Walk in the woods. Walking in the woods and shopping are the same thing. It's just about movement. It's about exercise. It's about getting out. It's about uh surrounding yourself with people is about not isolating yourself and it seems like such a ridiculous thing but you know go 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 to stores go to stores that you you've never been into i remember i had my mom visit me uh from chicago and because i wanted to show her you know la and beverly hills i ended up going into stores that i would have never walked into you know these high-end watch stores and car stores and stuff and my mom was just like a kid in a toy store she's like what is that what is this and i was like mom you're embarrassing me but i had so much fun just going in looking at these fifty thousand 
$70,000 watches, um, getting in these expensive cars, you know, stuff that I couldn't afford. But it was fun to kind of learn about the watches, learn about the cars, um, and then just be in different environments and, and you know, le- learning new lingo. So go shopping or go walk in the woods and, and discover, you know, new plant life. Um, I, I know you're like, are you really putting shopping and walking in the woods in the same category? Yes, yes, I am. I am. It's about getting up and it's about moving. Uh, number eight, um, keep keep up with the times. Read the newspaper. Uh, watch documentaries. Um, this is why it's good to have kids because you know kids are always let you know you know what's cool and what's hip and things like that. Um, so keep up with the times. Read the newspaper. Don't watch the news. I feel like reading the newspaper is better. Stay up with the technology. See what the cool kids are doing. Um, you know, watch TV shows that you typically wouldn't watch. Watch movies you typically would. This weekend, you know, I was bored and I was like, you know, I want to watch something. And it was nothing that I wanted to watch. And I was like, let me watch something that I wouldn't watch, but everybody else says is dope. So, you know, I ended up watching some movies. and I was like, oh, I actually like these movies. You know, it's not a genre of movies that I typically would have uh, would have picked. But every now and again, you have to mix it up. Uh, you, if you guys hear me sniffling, I also have a cold. There's a lot of things going on right now. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm falling apart, guys. I don't know if we're going to make it. No. Um, so, you know, listen, to, if you listen to podcasts and thank you guys for listening to this podcast, um, listen to podcasts that you typically aren't even interested. Like I have no interest in cars, but every now and again, um, I'll put on a podcast about cars or, um, or an invisible in 99% invisible, which is about like architecture and, and, um, uh, and things of that nature. Like that's that stuff that I'm really interested in, but I listen to it just to fill my brain with something different just to get different perspectives because there's always there's always one thing if i listen to a podcast that i'm not interested in for an hour there's always one thing in that one hour where i'm like oh that's fascinating i never thought about that and i could use that and uh, i could extrapolate i like that word extrapolate and put that into something else so stay up with the times keep your mind sharp do crossword puzzles or do puzzles. I just started buying puzzles uh, recently, and I started doing crossword puzzles. Um, you know, learn a language. Pick up Duolingo. All these things that you can do to keep your mind sharp, especially, like, you know, I fly a lot and travel a lot, and there's, you know, there's no reason for me to be bored. I bring, I buy workbooks, like children's Spanish-speaking workbooks, things to keep my mind sharp, do crossword puzzles, uh, write, make up stories, Listen to different podcasts. There's so many. Listen to different music, music that you typically haven't listened to or would never listen to. Just you know, click a playlist and say, "I'm going to listen to ten songs," you know, from this playlist. But you have to constantly be feeding your brain. Um, not constantly, but it's good to every now and again feed your brain different stimuli, so you you can fire off some new neurons. You know what I mean? Uh. Number nine, we get down to the last two, is relive happy memories in your mind. There's nothing, relive happy memories, man. Like, there, and this is why, like, 
making a gratitude list every day is so important because oftentimes at the end of our day or end of our week, we always remember the stuff that went wrong and the stuff that we hated or frustrated us. And we often forget all those little tiny moments that made us happy or brought us joy. And, they, and they, you know, they could have lasted for three seconds. They could have been on Tuesday. But we quickly forget those, and those are quickly overrided by the negative things uh, that have happened. So that's why you want to sit down and make a gratitude list or you want to kneel down and pray and just and just say what you're grateful for to remind yourself of uh, what's important to you. And that brings me to number 10. And the last thing is have purpose. Write down what your purpose in life is. And, and that can change over time. That's OK. So maybe just write down your purpose for the day. In Japan, it's called Ikagi. I completely butchered the word, but um, they're very big in Japan on knowing what your purpose is in life and what your purpose is for the day. Like you have to, there's a book called The Purpose Driven Life. Read that and maybe that'll give you some ideas of what your, maybe your purpose is like, you know, some people live for their children. All right, that's your purpose. And then once the children grow up and get old and move out, now you have to find another purpose, and that's fine. So, you know, like part of what drives me, I know, is I have a nine-year-old nephew that, man, like I love this dude, and he's just so fascinating, and I'm so curious about how he's going to grow and develop. And, you know, part of me wanting to be a better me is so that I can be a better example uh, for him. And it to me is like, I, you know, what drives me is just being – uh, an example to to other people but my purpose is also like internally of like like I just I want to connect dots I, I want to find new ideas I want to find new ways of communicating with people um, uh, ideas and 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 um, so I come up with more jokes so for me it's like I have I love to have new experiences so I have more things to talk about and feed my brain. I like to consume so I can share the information. It's part of why I started the podcast is like I take in so much information and I'm like, man, I have nowhere to put this. It's just like it's like I was hoarding all these things about, you know, how to thrive to be 100 and, and all these different things. And I'm like, I need to share this with somebody um, and with a lot of people. And I appreciate you guys listening in and tuning in and letting me share this with you and giving me a purpose and giving me a reason to get out of bed in the morning and and work out and and uh you know eat healthy and connect with my family and connect with friends it's it's like i think about you pe you guys all the time you people men and women children I think about all of you um when I, I'm thinking about, you know, what my next step should be and, and, you know, what I say yes to and what I say no to. Um, so I thank you for that. I thank you for giving me a purpose and a platform and, and listening in. I, I, I see it's so beautiful to see people from Norway and Finland and Canada and, you know, like I said, the United States. Uh, tuning in and people in DC and Virginia and Chicago and Columbus it's just 
I, I love it. And it just, it, it feeds me, it fuels me and keeps me going. Um, and so that's my purpose. And so connect, you know, with your purpose, right? Um, and, and that's it for today, guys. I, I appreciate you for tuning in. Remember, you know, do your homework when you're feeling a little off and we're all going to feel a little off. That's just life. And that's just, you know, uh, but go back, go back through your work. Did you did you do the things today that, uh, you know, keep you level, that keep you uh, locked in and, and ready to go? Um, now, what am I listening? Ooh, what am I listening to right now? So today we got the football game going on. I'm excited about that. And uh, then I, I perform in Vegas this week, Monday through Sunday at the Rio, the Comedy Cellar Rio. And uh, what else is going on? Um, oh, man. So I'm reading this book called Stay. And I'm going to do a book review on that. And I don't, I don't know, maybe in two or three podcast episodes from now. But it's reasons why we should stay instead of. Instead of taking our lives. So I'm excited to share that with uh, you guys. And um, what am I listening to? I like to I like to share. All right. So I found a dope new playlist. All right. On Spotify. If you guys have Spotify. I love music. It fuels me. I'm always walking around with headphones. And my favorite new playlist is called. And I discovered this by accident. Wait. Uh, my heavy rotation. Um disco forever so if you have spotify find the playlist called disco forever now i'm 42 so some of you you know might not be vibing with it but uh but that's my favorite and then also i have a playlist on spotify just uh you know type in leo flowers and then you can listen to uh the songs that i listen to um, and i've curated a few playlists on there and, um, and, you know, I have a, a, a camp song playlist and uh, uh, so a melancholy playlist for, you know, when I'm feeling melancholy. I like to, I like to go ahead and marinate in that for a little bit. But, uh, but thank you guys for tuning in. Please make sure you rate the five stars on iTunes and you share it. Send it. Send this. You know, that's your homework is send this podcast to someone. Share it with someone who you think would really benefit from it. Um, and, you know, that way we can open up the dialogue and then leave comments on iTunes. I appreciate you guys. I thank you. And uh, we'll talk Thursday. Peace.